Welcome to Word on the Block, the series that takes a deeper dive into the stories and the emerging technology that shapes our world at the intersection of business, politics, and economics. It's what we cover on Forecast News. I'm Editor-in-Chief Angie Lau. Well, COVID-19 has countries around the world scrambling to deal with the economic fallout on top of the global pandemic. Now in the U.S., a $2 trillion stimulus plan and proposed legislation to transfer direct payments to Americans via a digital dollar. Now, it sounds very much like what China has been working on for a while, a central bank-backed digital currency. Well, let's get the details from one of the directors of the Digital Dollar Project himself. Welcome to David Treat. David is also Senior Managing Director and Global Blockchain Lead at Accenture. Now, this Digital Dollar Project is a collaboration with J. Christopher Giancarlo, former chair of the CFTC, and the group is working to advance a U.S.-led CBDC. David, welcome. Thank you. Great to speak with you again. Well, you know what? Uh, I think the last time we talked, uh, I was in Paris at last year's OECD Global Blockchain Policy Summit. And the world looks a lot different today. (laughs) I hope you're well. I am. And thanks for asking. Yeah. All right. Let's get right to it. Uh, The economic fallout is is massive. The human toll continues to climb. And now word of stimulus to get into the hands of Americans And one of the vehicles being discussed is a digital dollar. What is a digital dollar? Yeah, it's one of the things I'm I'm really eager to to get very clear about. So we launched the digital dollar project. We announced it in January. And just as you said in the setup, it is our focus around applying the capabilities and uh, the idea of a central bank digital currency in the U.S. context, and and so we started to use that term digital dollar um, as uh, you know as as our nomenclature for that. That's distinct from what has uh, the 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 um, let you know the proposed legislation that's been going through the House Financial Services Committee uh, uh, most recently, where uh, they're focused really on the speed and uh, the necessity of getting money into people's hands uh, amid this you know amid the amid the current crisis. And to do so, they need to, you know, we're going to need to rely upon um, the you know, the existing forms of payment infrastructure and, and movement of money, um, and and their use of the term digital dollars really to convey that the, to be able to distribute electronic payments directly to consumers. Um, our use of the term uh, is 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 differently focused on, as as you laid out in the beginning, a central bank digital currency, meaning a tokenized form, a a third form of money, a tokenized form of legal tender issued by the Federal Reserve that enjoys the full faith and credit of the United States. Um, This notion, uh, as you suggested, is is being advanced around the world with a variety of different central banks. Uh, We we announced a a program that we're supporting uh, in Sweden with Riksbank uh, in the fall uh, to help uh, on their journey. Uh, We've been working with multiple central banks around the world for years now quietly. Um, and, and over the past year, certainly more and more publicly, uh, as the entire community has recognized that the ability to have token, you know, tokenization of dollars, central bank digital currency, um, has some, some real value as a, as a new third form of money. 
All right, you're talking about a third form of money, which is very specific and very unique, and and the nomenclature is very, very important. You're talking about an architecture and infrastructure that is much more complex than what the American legislators uh, and policymakers are currently proposing. That's right, and it will take time to implement. So it's it the the, the structures and the modernization of of our financial system taking advantage of this is going to take time, uh, and and so it's not going to help in the immediate uh, you know weeks and few months where uh, where the the governments around the world have to urgently distribute benefits, um, but but. All of the need and the focus of the current crisis is highlighting uh, highlighting the you know the future need and and where we should be focusing in driving this innovation and modernizing our systems so that we can better respond to to crises and global dynamics um, in the future is certainly one of the the longer medium and long term use cases. So it's not going to help right now immediately, um, but all we should be learning from and, and using this as a motivation to move faster towards uh, these new models. And so what you're really talking about is the um, evolution uh, of opinion of what technology can uh, do uh, to transfer dollars. In this case, this is an emergency stimulus plan, um, and the "Quote unquote digital dollar uh, that is being proposed. What what might it look like? I mean, you and your team have been spending a lot of time on Capitol Hill, uh, educating a lot of legislators about this concept, about the theory. Uh, what now um, is driving? What what are some of the ideas that are percolating right now in Capitol Hill? Um, if we are to see an actual implementation of a digital dollar." in America. So, so I think it's most important to start with the with the why and the value cases uh, for for why you would consider a, a central bank digital currency and why this third form of money is important uh, important to to, um, to to continue to innovate around and, and to drive the um, some of the some of the obvious and the classic ones that have been discussed a lot um, are front and center. Uh, you know, the U.S. is the world's largest source of remittance payments. Uh, you know, and the cost of those remittance payments is just exorbitant, right? On average, the the uh, the data from the World Bank is, you know, on average, they're set, you know, seven percent uh, fees. It can be upwards into the teens, and and even in some cases, high twenties. These fees for sending money back to family, to to loved ones, uh, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, um, you be able to send payments to where they're most needed, and from a population that may, you know, that is in most uh, need of help, to charge this kind of fee structure for it um, is is just uh, is just a huge a huge opportunity to um, you know change the fairness factor and to, and to help uh, the, the whole notion of why it's so expensive is um, is the is the infrastructure that supports it is message based it's uh, it's all about reconciliation of data um, it's about it's about um, you know the the current infrastructure that really hasn't um, hasn't evolved internationally and cross-border the way it certainly has domestically many countries have put a lot of money into faster payments initiatives, and, and we've seen tremendous gains um, you know, around domestic money movement. But the notion of cross-border has been a different story. Uh, so, and interestingly, two ends of the two ends of the spectrum, right? Remittance payments um, and uh, and that focus 
uh, you know, around uh, you know migrant worker or populations in particular, uh, is one. At the other end of the, of the spectrum, the way big banks move money cross border is similarly expensive and slow, and uh, and frankly, in some you know not not uh, predictable. In that, if you have to make multiple hops uh, from you know multiple central banks to get to your ultimate destination, uh, you you can't possibly calculate the right FX uh, you know the FX uh, on those trades as they go from currency to currency to their ultimate destination. And so it's almost in, in some instances uh, very hard to send the, the right amount. So expensive, uh, inefficient, costly, very, you know, uh, very operationally intensive to operate uh, the account structures you need around the globe. And so when you, we just look at cross-border money movement, um, one of the things that's highlighted in the current crisis is the availability of U.S. dollars uh, globally as the reserve currency. You see a lot in the news around um, the, the pressures on U.S. dollar availability and liquidity. So putting this whole space together around cross-border money movement, there's a huge rationale for being able to send money as easily as you and I could text a picture to each other, right? You know, to be able to use a tokenized version of fiat currency um, and, and uh, you know, to, to, to move value around is enormously uh, important. We've seen real, we've seen real innovation uh, over the past years, uh, recognizing the this value pool and these gaps uh, in the formation of of originally you know cryptocurrencies and stablecoins. Uh, most recently, um, really responding to this gap and this need, um, but it, you know, but suffering from the fact that they are not uh, you know definitionally not fiat currency. Um, and so the power of a central bank digital currency is that just as a dollar bill that I that I pull out of my pocket or wallet and hand to you, a dollar is a dollar no matter where it is in when and in physical form uh, that's never never a question uh, a tokenized version of the US dollar in the form of uh, you know central bank digital currency would enjoy that same confidence and clarity uh, at, because it has that full backing and, and faith and credit of the US government um, or, or whichever central bank issued it from what I understand uh, then in terms of making very clear the, the differentiation between what is being proposed in legislation right now and what is actually available in terms of technology, uh, the the stimulus bill and the legislation um, uh, considering the proposal of digital dollar seems to be very, very, very basic. Um, it's, it's almost like training wheels. Uh, on the one hand, it really trains up Americans to feel more comfortable in uh, getting digital payments, in using uh, electronic cash um, or digital cash. On the other hand, there's this enormous opportunity of technology that is already in place, already being used. Why isn't that being implemented now? And or is the political speed of which that's able to be done is nearly impossible? during this crisis? Um, w given the current crisis and the speed with which we have to, you know, we have to respond as a country, um, our only choice is to use the available channels. I think we'll be able to apply, you know, I, I expect there'll be a lot of creativity applied and, um, and there will be, you know, interesting, you know, interesting ideas as to, as to how to do it effectively and efficiently. Um, but, but certainly, I mean, just to, just to reiterate from the beginning, we, you know, we won't be able to, we won't be able to implement um, a true central bank digital currency and, and avail ourselves of, of that innovation 
you know, in this moment. Um, we do, you know, we, when you break the problem down, um, you know, it's one of, um, you know, it's one of a, a of a, uh, of a, uh, benefits distribution problem that you know countries have solved uh, you know in a variety of variety of different ways over time. This is obviously of a magnitude that that is um, that is unprecedented. Uh, but um, but we will need to use our existing available channels just because just based on the time frame. So how would it work? Um, how would it work for Americans who are just waking up to the idea of what okay, a digital what? Um, but absolutely recognizing the need for stimulus. $1,200 is being promised um, to every American to, to, help, to help smooth out uh, the, the economic impact uh, for people's um, lives and families and communities. So how, how would it actually work in the real world? So I, I, I'm not going to speak specifically to how how the problem's currently being solved. There are a lot of a lot of very very smart groups focused on this, and uh, uh, you know, and there's a lot more to come, you know, quickly in the coming days uh, and weeks to uh, to make it um, you know to make it work. At the end of the day, uh, the whole you know, the fundamental notion of making sure that um, that the the right amount of money gets to the right people and that it doesn't uh, you know there's no fraud and and it isn't uh, uh, you know is done safely and securely. Um, these are big challenges, um, and the and the you know the, the government and the private sector are uh, are actively engaged in in how to best solve them. Um, what what you know what we're what we're taking away from this in in looking at um, at looking at this challenge and looking at the questions that are getting asked is um, you know is uh, you know it's akin to uh, you know it's akin to the the tide has gone out and now we've we've got a you know a full understanding of of where where the challenges and the opportunities and the gaps and the and the structures that need to be moder modernized are and apply that to our thinking around what does a what does a third form of money introduce what is a central bank digital currency um, and the notion of a digital identity wallet infrastructure what could that provide in the future so we're we're gonna we're gonna make sure to to be be part of the dialogue of, of how the solutions evolve uh, to really inform, better inform uh, uh, the new future modern modernization of financial services, uh, and make sure that maybe it's the the you know for the next crisis uh, that we are able to respond in every way that uh, that we all we all want and need. Well, there's a there's a Chinese saying that within chaos comes opportunity, and so could a digital dollar, whatever it looks like amidst the COVID-19 crisis, be a precursor to a central bank digital currency for the United States? Uh, what's being discussed is is really uh, just it's it's a it's routing routing money through a payment infrastructure and and identifying how do how do you identify uh, and reach uh, you know the 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 recipients on the other end. Um, so in that regard, um, it you know it's 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 akin to the it's akin to you know it's, sorry we will be dependent upon and use the current system, um, you know, as I said, as we look at, um, as we look at those challenges, it'll help inform uh, the new future system. Uh, but it's, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not, um, it's definitively not a central bank digital currency that's being discussed. Uh, and so we are talking about something fundamentally different. Fundamentally different, but it again, it's it's the training wheels uh, getting people comfortable to the idea. Um, we've got China uh, working on a CBDC uh, themselves. It's called DCEP, and uh, 
potentially we could be seeing this uh, launched um, possibly sooner than later as a result of this corona crisis. Uh, but what about what about the United States? Where where are we? I know that you and your group are talking about clearly uh, CBDC uh, for the Federal Reserve uh, for the uh, U.S. system. Where is the U.S. Uh, in this race? Is there a race? So I guess uh, two two different things you've asked there. Uh, it, it, we, on the latter, our view is that um, is that. It's important that we. It's important that the U.S. move, um, but it's important that they that they get it right rather than do it fast. Um, the the you know the the wave of innovation has has created all sorts of opportunity, and we've got very very powerful technical options um, that touch on very sensitive issues uh, as as deliberately as part of what we've done within the digital dollar project is form a stakeholder group that um, that that. Uh, our, our intent is to, um, you know, is to draw from uh, all the appropriate areas of expertise and, and stakeholder groups and, and perspectives from consumer advocacy to con- constitutional law to the banking system and business community to humanitarian and, and public sector, uh, you know, uh, you know, organizations, um, just to be to make sure that there aren't unintended consequences that that we don't have the appropriate policy discussions for that we address the the privacy issues um, that uh, you know that are impl- an implicit part of of any financial system uh, that you know AML KYC legislation etc um, so there, there's you know it's it's a very powerful technology and capability uh, it has very important policy discussions to to work through it has uh, important global financial system discuss, you know uh, aspects to it as the dollar is the current uh, reserve currency of the world um, and and uh, the impact that that has had uh, you know has had tremendous benefits the the consistency and the availability um, I think has you know played an important dynamic around how our global co- economy has evolved uh, and so that needs the, as that as as anything evolves over time, with this kind of magnitude and reach and impact, it has to be done very very thoughtfully. So we are certainly not emphasizing um, speed beyond the fact that it's really important to have the design discussions now and to surface those policy discussions right now. Um, but there's not a rush to implement. Um, it, it's we we view it as much more important to get right, not fast. Politically, do you think the environment is uh, warming up uh, to these ideas? We have, uh, starting April 1st, Brian Brooks, uh, Coinbase's uh, chief legal officer, taking over as the COO of the OCC. That That is uh, a significant role, even though this is a, a lesser-known U.S. government regulator, um, but tapped by uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin himself. Yeah, if you look at the if you look at the trajectory of of central bank digital currency as a topic over the past uh, past years, uh, our very first project with a central bank was was almost almost five years ago now, um, and and so we've been we've been working in this community for a while. Uh, and if you had asked uh, if you had asked any central banker, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, two years ago, I think very few would even would even talk about it um, openly. Um, I think you know a year ago. Uh, there would have been a you know recognition you know recognition of the topic and and an interest in it um, you know from a public stance perspective, 
um, what we've certainly seen, you know, you know, uh, in the past, uh, you know, nine, ten months is a is a massive acceleration, uh, you know, in this space, uh, you know, and uh, and so, you know, it was a big topic in Davos this year. Um, it's a it's a big topic, uh, you know, in in all of the the different uh, venues and and uh, uh, you. Know, uh, convening of of central banks, um, we see it as something that uh, at this point there's there's broad recognition that this is this is too important an innovation to ignore, uh, and and most every central bank is somewhere on the learning curve uh, to explore how they want to play. Um, we we certainly for the work that we've done uh, and for all of uh, you know all of the experience we've gained in in working with central banks over these years, uh, we're we're confident that this is this is a very valuable in, innovation and that it's going to be worth uh, worth moving towards uh, at speed. Um, but again, we're going to make sure we do that with all with all due care to make sure there aren't unintended consequences, and that uh, and that we're really thinking through each of the stakeholder groups and the use cases and the and the rationale for why. So, David, I'm going to ask you to do a little forecasting yourself. Where do you see the digital dollar project after the pandemic is over, after the world gets back to a new normal? Where do you foresee digital dollar project going? So we're we're pushing uh, we're pushing ahead as fast as we can. We're going to uh, rely upon our stakeholder group. We're we're actively convening and going through content. And our plan is to form a set of design recommendations uh, and inclusive of what a pilot program could look like, uh, and uh, and design considerations and policy considerations, all in a very open fashion. We're going to be offering that up uh, to the community and and obviously specifically to the Federal Reserve and Treasury uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, so we're, we're not going to we're not going to slow down. We're going to learn a ton from the current crisis uh, around design inputs and requirements uh, for what's needed. Uh, we're going to we're going to continue to take all of our global knowledge and uh, and draw upon our, our stakeholder advisory board uh, stakeholder group uh, to create the, the best uh, best recommendations we can. So we'll have something to show in a couple of months uh, from there, uh, based on uh, the, rec- the response to the recommendations, we'll then figure out how we move forward. Our hope is, of course, that we are able to uh, prove that there's sufficient value to move into some form of of pilot implementation uh, with all of the right parties involved. Uh, but we won't we won't presuppose that too much. We want to be be true and true to the process. Be open to the challenges and the feedback uh, from not just our our stakeholder advisory board, uh, but also the the uh, wider community. So uh, look look for look for more information in in a couple of months. And we will uh, be excited to engage with uh, with any and everyone who's got good good things to contribute. Well, at the end of the day, um, the stakeholders uh, have the most at stake, and that's that's uh, everyone who uh, engages in the global economy, everyone who uh, participates as workers, uh, trying to feed their families, go to their jobs, and just try to get by. I think uh, what COVID-19 has taught us is that we're all resilient, but new systems have to be put in place. And it really seems that political attitudes are changing exponentially. And and, uh, thank you so much, David. That was really illuminating to understand uh, the concept um, and really the depths of uh, work that you and your team are putting together. It's not exactly what uh, legislators are talking about. Uh, The nomenclature is the same, 
But what it is leading us to is a whole new future that could look very different when it comes to buying your next coffee. As simple as that. So, David, I want to thank you and uh, stay well, stay safe where you are. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this latest episode of Word on the Block. I'm Forecast News Editor-in-Chief Angie Lau. Until the next time. Oh,